Hi everybody, it's Julie Kerr, uh, writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geek Loves Punk. And um, yeah, in this episode I'm going to do a, a review of the movie Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. It's going to be like a pretty positive review. Um, this movie, today at work I was, I kind of, I have the kind of job where you can kind of like listen to stuff while you do your job, so... Um, I listened to an interview with, uh, Regina Hall, one of the, one of the stars of the movies, of the movie, um, and, but anyway, yeah, this is gonna be, like, a positive review of Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, the movie, uh, starring Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown, um, it's a really good movie, I also just looked at my podcast analytics, so, um, and it's telling me what my top, um, my top episodes are, and uh, one of it tends to be the one that helps people gain clarity to figure out if they might if they might be gay or they might be a lesbian. That's actually my top episode. Um, and and this movie kind of touches on church and sexuality. Um, the others of my podcast episodes that are most popular are uh, the ones where I talk about. They're called the Clobber uh, Bible verses, but they're the Bible verses that kind of talk about LGBTQ stuff, kind of. Um, and I take my stance, I give my stance on that. Um, and, you know, most of the people who know me or know the movie that I made called Geek Loves Punk uh, know where my stance is that, like, yeah, I happen to be a lesbian. Um, I happen to go to church. It's a gay affirming church. Um I don't believe that homosexuality is a sin. I don't believe that the Bible condemns homosexuality, that kind of thing. And there's a lot of, it's called gay affirming. Like when a church is gay affirming, their official stance is they're supportive and um, affirming and kind to LGBTQ communities. So there's a lot of affirming churches in the San Francisco Bay Area, which makes sense because San Francisco is like a mecca for LGBTQ people. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah, so this movie's kind of on topic with, I guess, what my more popular podcast episodes are. And so, um, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be talking about the movie. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, I have a little cold, so I'm going to get lots of rust. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to give updates on my life, but I'll, it's kind of late. So, and I want to go to bed early. So, but the updates are just that I've been using a program called QuickBooks lately. There's a movie on Netflix called uh, Me Time, which also stars Regina Hall and Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. It's really cute. I totally recommend it on Netflix. And they had a really funny QuickBooks joke on that. Uh, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg talks about how he tried to use QuickBooks and he couldn't figure it out. And I was like, that's a nice shout out to QuickBooks. But okay, so QuickBooks is a money management software system. And it's, uh, you can use it for small businesses. Um, I've been using that. I've been actually using that for almost uh, since November 2021. Um, but I've gotten into the habit of using it like every day uh, for the past like couple of weeks. And it's been really nice. Um, it just makes me feel like, I'm like really in control over my money and my money situation. So yeah, QuickBooks, that's the latest update. Um, also, I went to Vegas a couple weeks ago. Uh, my friend treated me to uh, Vegas. Um, I was a little nervous because I was going uh, to go with a, 
uh, there's going to be a group of people there. They're all super nice, but I knew it's going to be the only gay person. So I was a little, I guess, nervous. I don't, I don't know how to explain why, but, um, I did have fun, but, um, yeah, I did encounter like a smidgen of weirdness, but it's all good. Like I had a good time. Customer service across the board in Vegas is like phenomenal. Um, so people were like really nice to me. Like, I don't, as far as like strangers, um, I don't know. People were friendly and I had a good time overall. Um, okay. And then I really want to see the movie Barbarian. So, uh, I heard it's really good. I started to watch a spoiler review of Barbarian and then they, they said, Hey, listen, stop right now. Like if you're going to watch it, you need to watch it fresh. Don't watch a spoiler review. And I was like, all right, my favorite movie reviewers, they're called Fish Jelly. Uh, they're two gay guys who are married and they do movie reviews and they're super cute. And I totally recommend their channel. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's called Fish Fish Jelly Movie Reviews. They also have a podcast. Um, but yeah, okay, so I want to see Barbarian. Um, but I also have a teeny tiny cold, so I need to get some rest. So I was going to maybe see Barbarian tomorrow. It's a horror movie. Um, Justin Long's in it. And it's supposed to be really good. Um, and then, yeah, anyway, I was about to watch a spoiler review of it. And then uh, it was Fish Jelly. And they said, stop, don't watch this. You need to watch the movie fresh. Uh, don't watch a spoiler review if you're going to watch it. And I was like, so I stopped listening to the spoiler review uh, before they spoiled anything. And so I really want to go see Barbarian tomorrow. But I do have a teeny tiny little cold. So I, I'm probably going to come home and get lots of rest. So uh yeah okay all right so that, those are little mini updates okay so honk for jesus save your soul it's a really good movie and it's going to be debuting in um it's going to be on peacock i definitely recommend it uh i do want to say i think the movie touches on some pretty universal themes um if you just grew up going to church i grew up going to church my dad was a minister uh, my mom was a preacher's wife so it's actually Regina Hall. I didn't know I was the only person seeing this, so uh, I'm gonna. I did. A, I already shot the YouTube video, and I edited it, and I'm going to upload it. My review, but I said in the YouTube video, and apparently a lot of people are saying this. If you grew up going to church, and I did, um, Regina Hall's character actually reminded me of my mom like a lot, like in a good way. And so I said this, but. Um, apparently I'm not the only one saying this and this makes me very happy. Uh, I don't know how many people in the academy like go to church, but like, holy crap, does Regina Hall like deserve to get nominated for an Oscar? Cause like her performance as a preacher's wife who, you know, um, uh, it's just really good. So the number one reason to watch Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is Regina Hall and, uh, or, or she plays the preacher's wife. So the premise of the movie is there's a mega church. It's a predominantly African American mega church that ta that's located in Atlanta, and it's uh, Regina Hall is like the the preacher's wife. Sterling King Brown is the 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 he's kind of like a celebrity preacher is how they paint him, and um. They're married, and uh, they have this huge mega church. They make a lot of money, and then um, and then there's like controversy. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a little bit. I'm not really spoiling that much. I don't think, um, but I'm gonna say the word spoilers. But I, I I'm not gonna give away that much. But 
yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say spoilers so I can talk about the stuff I want to talk about. Um, because this, this, um, the movie actually, the movie has moments where it's really, really funny. Um, but it also brings up some pretty, uh, I hate to say the word heavy, but it does bring up some sort of, it brings up some heavy subjects, but it's very well directed. Um, very well, um, uh, yeah, just, it's very well made. I totally recommend it. So, um, so they're part of this mega church and then, um, there's a scandal with Sterling K. Brown's character. I believe his name's Lee Curtis. Yeah. So I'm going to call him Lee Curtis because, uh, Sterling K. Brown seems like such a lovely human being. So Sterling K. Brown, the actor seems absolutely lovely person. Uh, he is, in my opinion, playing an asshole. And so the reason I say that is, I do think Regina Hall should be nominated for an Oscar for her portrayal of a preacher's wife because, you know, like I said, I don't know how many people in the Academy go to church, but it's like her, the way she's written and the way she's played, it's extremely accurate. Like, it just reminded me of my mom, like, a lot. So for people who don't know, like, even if it's not, like, I actually grew up in a really small church a small Baptist church that in my case, you know, I happened to be white and it was, it was predominantly white people, but, but thematically like the, the, the movie, um, Hong for Jesus, save your soul. It really, um, touches on some universal, uh, themes that are true for just anyone who grew up going to church. And I had a roommate also who was Korean American and her dad was a minister. So, um, both her parents were Korean American. So, uh, her, her dad was a minister and, and, um, and she went to a church that was predominantly Asian American, but me and her would have like a lot in common on what it was like to grow up as a preacher's kid. And we saw like, um, the problematic aspects to when someone's a minister, uh, and we, and we saw like the same thing, the way, the way they they show Regina Hall's character that reminded me of my mom and uh my roommate who was uh who's Korean American like she her mom and my mom had a lot of similarities so um what what happens in a church like even if it's not a mega church because I went to this a very small church uh a small ba- small town Baptist church a uh, small town Virginia but like um even in a small town church like that like the ministers are like they're kind of like these like kind of mini celebrities. They do get put on a pedestal and they are treated like a little like a mini celebrity. Um, and so what happens is what I saw is like the ministers, they they kind of get all the glory or all the spotlight or they get they get a lot of the uh, the accolades. And in my opinion, the preacher's wife tends to get neglected, um, even though the preacher's wife is like the backbone and like you know, I always saw my mom hustling, like working really hard so that my dad could be a minister. That's the other thing too. And I remember my roommate saying this, I don't want to spill her tea, but it's just like, we always saw our moms like working their asses off. But then, but then the the job, quote unquote, of being a minister, like it was, at, at least in our experience, it was hard to tell like Monday through Friday what like, what do ministers actually, like, do? Like, when they clock in, what are they doing when they, you know, when they clock out? Because it can be a little ambiguous, I guess. 
as opposed to like you know if someone works at Trader Joe's like I get what they do if you work at a grocery store you stock the shelves and you like I get what I get what grocery store people do or someone working at McDonald's I get what they do they take orders they you know give people food like I get all that Uh, but I know like you know I just (coughs) I saw my dad work kind of and I saw my dad work a little but you know I saw my mom like hustling like (coughs) working really really hard I saw I saw the hustle from my mom and I I I didn't quite see that hustle from my dad you know and so it's hard to I respect ministers but it's it and I'm not trying to be controversial it's just what I saw it's like it always it doesn't always seem like a real job because I've had real jobs my whole life and it's like I get like when I go to work I met, you know, we don't actually have to clock in, but still, when I go to work, like, and I metaphorically clock in, like, I know we have timesheets, and I know the the task I need to do at work, you know, um, but with ministers, it's just kind of ambiguous, so uh, I, I'm on the fence about it, only because I saw, like, you know, but my dad would work, he'd do the laundry, and he'd write a sermon every Sunday, and he would visit people in the church, and so he would do some stuff, but I it was my mom that I always saw hustling, like working really, really hard. So in the movie, yeah, like uh, I, I do think Regina Hall should be nominated for an Oscar because like Sterling K. Brown's character, uh, his name's Lee Curtis. He is kind of a jerk. Like he just he doesn't treat Regina very well. Um, gosh, I wish I could remember. You know, Regina is a person <laughs> and she's playing a character. Right. Okay. So Regina's character, I am blanking on what her name is, but yeah, but basically Lee Curtis, the minister, he doesn't treat his wife very well at all. Um, she just kind of gets neglected. He kind of criticizes her a lot. Um, she just have to, she has to put up with like a lot. And, um, and also you can see like in her, uh, I guess Christian beliefs like she, this was definitely my mom for a really long time that she believes and her mom tells her this that um uh sorry my friend's messaging me uh she believes that uh you know you stand by your man no matter how awful he is okay so yeah like Regina Hall's character is really really good um she 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 has really nice moments where we see like the burden of being married to kind of a jerk and how much she has to like kind of maintain his ego um how much she you know basically he's quote unquote the star of this church cuz he's the minister and how much she has to like back him up and um yeah like it's it's just um, is, is she plays him very, she plays the character very, very well. And she's representing a lot of women, like across the racial lines, like my mom, who was a white lady, my roommate, whose mom was Korean American, but like, it just seemed like there's a lot of similarities in the role that the preacher's wife has to play. Um, so the idea of Regina having to like her character having to, it was just, uh, it, it's kind of like all the shit she has to put up with to support her husband. It's, um, it's mind boggling. And you do think for a second or two, she's thinking about like, 
yeah, so now I'm going to go into spoilers, but yeah, um, I'm still not giving it away, really. Like, it, this movie's character, very character-driven, very acting-driven, like, um, there's a lot I'm not saying, so you should definitely see it, but it does bring up, so we come to find out that Sterling K. Brown has some, I'm sorry, Lee Curtis, <laughs> the character played by Sterling, but Lee Curtis has some scandals where he, it's basically he's been unfaithful he's cheated on his wife and we come to find out <coughs> that he cheated on his wife with like two or three young men like men who are they don't say their ages they do say they're like of age but they're still young like i want to say early 20s so we find out there's maybe like three or four men that uh still uh, lee curtis has like basically cheated with we also get a, a sex scene. Oh, okay. Before I go on to that, what I wanted to say. Okay, so I'm part of the San Francisco Film Festival email list, and they were doing a free showing of Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul in San Francisco. So I signed up to get a ticket, and uh, and that was cool. It was free, too, which is really cool. Um, so I arrive and there's this huge, um, like standby line. And I was like, oh, cause I didn't hear a lot about this, but I was surprised to see such a long line, but luckily I had a ticket. So I got to walk right in. I didn't realize it'd be that popular. And, um, and then they're like, they had to make sure I was on the list. I was like, oh man, I hope I'm on the list. And I was, I was on the list. I was like, phew, okay. So I signed up correctly. And then the lady at the ticket booth, her name was Julie. So she was excited to see my name because my name's Julie. Okay. And then they're like, hey, just go up to the third level. Uh, anyway, and it is AMC Kabuki Theater in San Francisco. It's a really cool theater. I totally recommend um, checking it out if you're ever in San Francisco. So uh, I go up to the third level and um, there's Sterling Kane Brown just standing there. <laughs> he has like a small little crowd around him. I took a picture. It's on my blog, uh, juliecurstudios.com uh, slash blog. If you want to, uh, for fun, check out a fun blog. Okay. So there's Sterling Kane Brown just standing there. Pretty cool. Like he's, uh, there's like this little photo op like thing and they were taking pictures. So I got a, a couple of pictures of him. And then this lady said, oh, hey, are you lost? I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> so uh, she was like, yeah, you can either go through. This is a VIP party. She said you can either walk through the VIP party and get to the theater or you can go back downstairs and there's a part where you can go into the theater. And I was like, cool. So she was super nice. I was like, oh, sorry to crash the VIP party. But, you know, it was. It, she was super pleasant. Everyone was so pleasant. Uh, at the at the screening so I go down and uh, I go into the theater it's pretty packed uh, so the only place that was open was like on the front row which I did not mind um, they introduce the movie and we see Regina Hall comes on stage Stoli Kane Brown comes on stage and the the two directors um, or I think they're director producers they're twins they're I think they're called uh, you know what let me look it up real quick um, they, I mean, I was super impressed. So, uh, uh, they've got, and I think they just signed like some amazing deals. So <clears throat> that is to say, as like, you know, they've got a very bright, uh, career future ahead of them. Um, looking for the IMDb. There we go. So I can find, I want to make sure I get their names right, but, 
Um, yeah, they were there, the director and the producer and their twins. Uh, yeah, it's directed by Adama Ibo, uh, written by Adama Ibo. Uh, she she seemed really lovely and sweet, too. And then I believe she has a twin sister, and that per, the twin sister uh, uh, also produced it. Okay. So, okay. <coughs> um. Oh, I just wanted to say I happen. Oh, I already said this that I'm a lesbian, but okay. So I gotta tell you, like seeing Regina Hall on stage in person, she's um she's absolutely beautiful. Like she's stunning. And then um, uh, Fish Jelly movie reviews, uh, they they said Regina Hall is effervescent. I was like, wow, quite the compliment. <laughs> but I have to agree, uh, Regina Hall is effervescent. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna Google what that means, but I, I think that means like charismatic and awesome. Effervescent. Today's vocabulary. There it is. Effervescent. Yeah, Fish Jelly said that Regina Hall is effervescent, um, vivacious, and enthusiastic. That's what effervescent means. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, Regina Hall is effervescent, vivacious, and enthusiastic. Yeah. She, and she's just very charismatic. She is the movie. Um, yeah. And she's very beautiful. And I, I bring that up because, so here we go, we'll go into spoilers. And Soli Kane Brown is absolutely lovely too. So they come on stage, they introduce the movie, um, you know, and then Regina Hall told a really funny joke. She's like, hey, this movie's a little quirky is what she said. It, and it is. Quirky is a good way to put it. It's a quirky movie. And she's like, so just letting y'all know. And then she's, she says this really funny joke. And I'm looking at y'all, white people. She says something like that. It got like the biggest laugh. <laughs> Everyone laughed their, their butts off at the joke, including the white people, <laughs> myself included. And then I saw it to me, it looked like Regina Hall had a look of surprise that the her joke got such a big laugh, but it was a funny joke. And um, I don't know, especially like if it's San Francisco Film Festival, like it, it's it's a bunch of film nerds. So we're there to celebrate the movie, celebrate the actors, the directors, like we're there to have a good time. You know, what I mean, we're not going to like, I don't know. So anyways, so. Yeah, Regina Hall, like I said, really good acting performance. She's fantastic in it. Okay. Oh, right. And then Food for Thought, she's a very beautiful woman. So, okay. So, what? So the second reason, that, so the first reason this movie is good is Regina Hall. The second reason this movie is really good is Sterling K. Brown. So, he plays Lee Curtis, and the way they play it is, like, Lee Curtis isn't even, like, bisexual. Like, he's just gay, is the way they play it, really. And so there's a scene, there's a sex scene <coughs> where, you know, Sterling, I'm sorry, Lee Curtis, Lee Curtis can't even get an erection. And y'all, it's Regina Hall. <laughs> I was like, come on, dude, seriously. But his character is, um, his character is just straight up gay. So his character can't get an erection. Um, and that's his wife. And like, just the way they play the sex scene is, that Lee Curtis is like just the, the, the straight up gay, not even bisexual. Um, and we also get three scenes where we see Lee Curtis interact with three young men. Like one guy's like 26 <clears throat> and we see him like kind of sort of trying to kind of holler at him. But um, uh, Fish Jelly Movie Review said this and I agree that 
Lee Curtis comes across like a little intense or you could even say a smidgen like creepy. But basically, uh, yeah, the three times we see Lee Curtis interact with three young men, like it's so clear that he's like kind of like, I mean, the way they play it, he's just I, I get, he's just like starving for some sort of affection with men like basically he's he's gay right so he's just so like so blatantly gay i guess <coughs> that um that uh oh, sorry um because i totally have a cold but yeah he's so like obviously gay that like um the three scenes where or he, he just almost seems so desperate for any kind of affection with men that he does come across like a little intense, a smidgen creepy. Um, and, and, um, and that's how they play it. Uh, but because in this world of this world of Christianity, like, you know, they also show his character condemning homosexuality and that kind of thing. And like, and that uh, Regina char- Regina's character agrees about condemning homosexual- homosexuality. So what we see is like like you know Lee Curtis identifies as heterosexual, but like um, but he's just so obviously very attracted to men, and um, it's it's kind of sad, you know. It, yeah, it's sad. Like it's sad because this version of Christianity, and this is true across like a lot of different kinds of churches regardless of like you know race that like you know this version of christianity just doesn't allow him to have any kind of way of expressing you know his gayness but so so lee curtis identifies as straight and he just he he considers his attraction to men like of the devil or satanic or whatever which is like really offensive and really awful because love is love, et cetera. And, you know, and my, you know, as I was just checking my podcast analytics, like my most popular podcasts are where I'm just addressing the quote unquote clobber passages. So no, I don't actually believe the Bible condemns homosexuality. Um, and then if, if you do like a little bit of research, it's like, uh, um, in the history of how the Bible came together and all that kind of stuff, like, like, yeah, I, I know this might be a controversial thing to say, but, like, basically the Bible never condemned uh, homosexuality in the first place. Like, they kind of low-key slid that word in as the Bible uh, kept getting different translations. Even as new as, like, the 1970s, like, there was a version of the Bible in the 1970s where they found another way to slide in uh, the word homosexuality as in condemning it. So, like... The history of how the Bible came together is actually pretty interesting. And I say that reverently, like I like the Bible, but it's like, but you still have to, especially if you're gay, which I am, like you, you kind of, you're forced to kind of analyze the Bible a little bit. You know, when people are using the Bible as a, as a reason to bully or be mean, you know, which I don't think is the point of the Bible or faith or whatever. I don't think you're supposed to be mean. I think you're supposed to be kind, but okay. Uh, and I'm gay affirming, and I, I already said that, but, but yeah, so, like, you know, the, the thing about it is, like, in this little world of Christianity, like, if it just allowed him to just be okay with being gay, like, maybe his attraction to men wouldn't come out so intensely, 
or so like inappropriately like maybe instead of having a wife he could have he could still be you know a minister of a megachurch but have a husband you know and so he, he could express his attraction to men in a more healthy way in a more positive way <coughs> if the religion he was a part of allowed him to and it doesn't allow him to so it comes out in these like intense kind of creepy ways because uh the christianity that he participates in just doesn't allow him to have any kind of like uh gayness and or expression of gayness and so that part's kind of like sad yeah um so yeah so so Sterling King Brown, you know, he does a great job of playing the character Lee Curtis. Um, okay, so the third reason I think this movie is good is it raises questions about, it, it raises good questions on church and Christianity. It doesn't quite answer those questions. And then I was listening to Regina Hall, who was on The Breakfast Club, and I think it was Charlemagne the God who was like, hey, like, this would make a good TV show. And I agree, like, there's so much to material here, it could totally be a TV show. <clears throat> but Regina Hall, she seems, she said she's pretty busy, so she was like, maybe on, you know, she's like, uh, maybe I'd do it as a TV show, but she's pretty busy, which is good. She's super talented. Okay, so there's two things this brings up. It brings up church and capitalism. So that's the question. So, um, so because they're mega church people, they're very wealthy. Like they have designer clothes, like Prada. They have really nice cars. They have a almost a mansion, a really nice house, and um, so it raises the question: Is church and capitalism do they make good bedfellows? I guess. Like, is it okay? You know. And I'm I'm kind of on the fence. Like. I'm okay with people having abundance. I'm totally okay with people. Like, I'm okay with Will Smith being rich or Jerry Seinfeld's rich or Oprah Winfrey's rich. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm okay with that, you know? But, uh, and then, you know, th those are just, like, random celebrities, I said. But for sure, we need, like, systematic change and uh, <coughs> we need more socioeconomic equality in, in the United States and in the world. We definitely need those things. But... The question more, though, is, like, is it ethical for a, a minister to be, like, wealthy, wealthy? And that's the question, and I'm, like, I, I'm kind of on the fence. So uh, I, I had friends who were studying to go to, to be ministers uh, when I was in my 20s, and, like, one of them was, like, Julie, you'd make such a good minister. And this is before I knew. I didn't know ministers made because my dad was a minister and he never made a lot of money as a minister and um uh so I didn't know it was an occupation that you can make a lot of money at and then I I used to go to this church that wasn't great for my mental health for a lot of reasons but it was gay affirming but I kind of jokingly call it the church for sad rich people and um, I'm very empathetic towards anyone feeling sadness like totally but um the amount of privilege this church had was like starting to hurt my heart. <laughs> so I, for a lot of reasons, I had to move on from this church. And like, I've talked about it extensively on my YouTube channel and that kind of thing. But like, this church was not good for my mental health. But these ministers, like he would, the, the lead minister, he would say how much money he made. And to me, like based on what my dad made, I was like, man, that minister made a crap load of money. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how much money he made. Um, like, I guess I'm happy for him, but it's the same thing where I kind of wrestle with it because I don't understand what ministers do, like, Monday through Friday, like, <clears throat> what's on their time card, and then 
but also like I, I'm, I guess like I'm totally fine with them making money. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm on the fence, you know, but I never felt comfortable giving money to that church because it's like I knew that most of it just goes to the salary of the two ministers and they made like a lot of money. They made more than I did. And like, um, I don't know. I, I, it, I, I just, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence, um, about, and then, you know, I'm an indie filmmaker, so I definitely want to make, you know, I definitely want to have a lot of abundance as an indie filmmaker. Um, and eventually I got to start, <coughs> I guess, heading down to LA. Um, okay. But once I get there, what do I do? <laughs> okay but anyway I'm almost done with um a couple of screenplays that I'm gonna uh you know put into competitions that are supposed to help start your career so um maybe that'll do something but uh yeah okay uh right church and capitalism but so the question is just like you know is it okay for ministers to be multimillionaires? like is that kind of weird because it's like you know, Jesus never made a lot of money being Jesus. Um, so, you know, <laughs> or any money, I don't know. So it's just, it, it, it does raise the question, is capitalism and Christianity okay? Like, how do, how does, how do they mix? And then I, <clears throat> I thought um, in the interview today, uh, Regina Hall said she'd been to every church in LA, I guess, church shopping, which I have actually done a lot of church shopping, too. I've been to every gay-affirming church in the Bay Area for the most part. And I I feel like um, the best ones are uh, Grace Cathedral, um, which is in San Francisco. It's a really, really, like, badass uh, uh, gay-affirming church. Um, What I like about that church, they're always talking about helping the poor, being loving, helping others, being loving, helping others. That's a message I can get behind. You know what I'm saying? God is a God of love. You're a work of art. God made you. God's looking for you. I like all that. And uh, make the world a better place, that kind of thing. So um, Grace Cathedral, there's City of Refuge, which is a predominantly African-American LGBTQ uh, church. Um, So yeah, it's called City of Refuge. One of my friends is a deacon in that church. Um, totally recommend that church. And then the other one is Lakeshore Avenue Baptist Church, also a gay affirming church. Um, and that's the church I started going to <coughs> for the most part, uh, really great message in gay affirming church. Okay. But yeah, so it raises questions of church and capitalism. And if that's like, is it okay? You know what I'm saying? The other thing it raises, which I've already touched on is church and sexuality. <coughs> and so, um, because totally K Brown is obviously, you know, gay. And so, yeah, I wish that, um, uh, I guess I wish that like all the churches on planet earth were gay affirming and, um, yeah, but, and, and, and I wish homophobia like didn't exist, but for the most part in my life, it doesn't exist. I don't have to deal with it. Oh, right. I already talked about this extensively. um in a youtube video but yeah i was like i said i was going to church it wasn't really a great church for me um but uh i remember the first time i went to the church uh, a week or two and i was like i remember thinking i walked in because for the most part i grew up poor and i'm totally okay but like it's hard to explain what that's like to people who didn't grow up poor and 
in some ways, like, it never leaves you, uh, I don't explain, like, not growing up with a lot of money, like, the feeling of that never leaves you, um, you know, and, and, and it impacts you, so it, it, uh, it's hard to explain that to people who did grow up with money, and, um, but, uh, yeah, okay, Anyway, so the church that wasn't good for my mental health, I remember the first time I walked into the church, and I remember, that, like, my instincts were correct. I remember thinking, like, oh, this is kind of a church for rich people or upper middle class people, and, like, like, and I, I would say I'm middle class and I'm doing well for myself now, like, for the most part, you know, but I'm still, like, middle class. I'm not, like, rich or anything like that, but I'm good. <clears throat> but I remember walking in that church and being like, oh, this is kind of a church for rich people. I remember thinking that, and... I was like, uh, I don't think I'm going to fit in here, mainly because of class. Um, it, it is LGBTQ affirming, but I was like, uh, I don't know if this is the place for me. So then I discovered personal development, and um, I was like, okay, I'm going to really engage with the church, and I did. And overall, people liked me because, you know, I'm nice, and I'm friendly, and I'm funny, and all that stuff. <clears throat> but it took me a while to realize I, that still doesn't mean I fit in, you know what I mean? And anyway, whatever. So... I already talked about this, but a week after my dad died, like, this straight lady was, like, did something really fucked up to me, and, um, I, and the timing of it, a big part of it was just the timing of it, like, that, that's what added to the fucked upness, is that, that it was, like, a week after my dad died is when she decides to fuck me over, it was so strange, it's not something Jesus would do, basically, is what I would say. Um, but when I talked to two of the leaders in the church about it, and I considered those people friends, um, they blamed the situation on me, basically because I'm gay and the woman who fucked me over was straight. So, yeah, they blamed the situation on me, even though, like, the entire situation was created by by the straight person. But, yeah, I had to move on from that church because there's nuance to being LGBTQ. But at the end of the day, like, they say they're gay affirming, but they're really not. They're as a gay person, like, I kind of felt like a mascot or, like, a token, like, like, I was kind of there to make the straight people feel good about themselves, and there's a little bit of a vibe of the straight people being, like, oh, like, I'm so proud of myself, I'll totally sit next to a gay person in church, and, like, that didn't make me feel like a person, (laughs) that made me feel like not a person, made me feel like Frankenstein, so it's just, like, like, I'm just a human being, you know, it's not a big deal if I'm gay, so it's, like, I I, I don't know, I was kind of, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was surprised that the straight people were, like, so, um, they turned out to be, like, very homophobic, but, you know, like, you can't ask people to think too hard if they just don't have it in them to think hard, you know, I don't know, so I guess I'm calling them basic, yeah, because, like, it's basic and whatever, so, okay, so that is to say, like, I guess what this, this movie's really good, and it's, it's a critique of church in general, it's a critique of, um, Christianity in general, and, um, so, and it's very well done, um, all the reviews of the movie, like, no one's being homophobic, which is awesome. Um, because, yeah, the movie's not really, it's not criticizing gay people at all. It's just criticizing, it's a, it's a critique of church in general. 
But um, Fish Jelly uh, reviews, which is two gay guys, they did they did say that they wish that um, they wish that uh, that the directors had maybe consulted a gay person before making the movie, and I I totally get that because. Sterling K. Brown or Lee Curtis is not a good depiction of a gay person. Like, he's just not. Like, the way he's acting is very selfish. That he's bringing Regina Hall's character into his situation, like, is also very selfish. Because Regina Hall's character deserves to be married to someone who, like, desires her and cherishes her and, and, and treats her well. So, and that's yeah it's just uh, anyway but but i mean i've been looking at the reviews and no one's being homophobic which is awesome it's because the movie's not critiquing gay people it's critiquing like the church (coughs) but with that what i wanted to say was like um i think this movie's great and i totally recommend it um i guess the question is like uh on i guess on a personal level like why why would i i julie why would i still go to um go to church and um like i said like i named the three churches that i think are really great places really positive uh good places um to go in the bay area and yeah the question is like why would i you know why would i go to church the one thing i want to say one of the happiest and like sidebar hottest (laughs) one of the sexiest like lesbian couples i know um, not that I have to just date, you know, uh, you know, when I say lesbian, I also mean lesbian, queer, bisexual, whoops, pansexual, et cetera, et cetera. Like all the words for women who are attracted to women sometimes all the time, et cetera. But okay. But one of the ho- hottest or sexiest, uh, happiest, <coughs> um, lesbian couples or, you know, that I know, uh, uh, they're, they both go to church, and so, um, and then they go to the City of Refuge Church, I was talking about the, uh, predominantly, uh, African-American LGBTQ, LGBTQ church, <coughs> and the, for the most part, like, they're not perfect, but they're a pretty happy couple, um, and, you know, not to be shallow, but like I said, they're also, like, a very attractive couple, so I, I, I just know, like, the couples, and not that you have to go to church to be happy, but, well, actually, you want to be careful when you are picking churches because, like, you know, I told you I got fucked over by a church. Recently, like, uh, yeah, after my dad died, that's when the church, that shitty church, kind of, like, doubled down on their shittiness. It was, it really sucked. <clears throat> but I guess the question is, like, you know, why do I still go to church? Like, for me, um, I, I when I pray... Uh, for me, I'm not, and like I said, I'm not trying to convert anybody, nothing like that. I'm just explaining where I'm coming from. Um, yeah, when I pray, I, I, I feel a lot of like bliss and happiness and joy. Um, I get a lot of joy out of having a relationship with God. And I feel like I trust in God that I'm gonna, cause right now I'm single. <coughs> I was crushing on a celebrity to, you know, help me get through the day but now i'm gonna have to start going for people i can actually date sorry or women (coughs) but um okay uh all right uh but what was i saying um oh right right right. so so i get a lot of bliss and joy and peace um yeah and i have faith in god that i'm I'm, as far as like in game i'd like to be married and monogamous with the woman so i i definitely have faith that (coughs) when the time is right 
you know, meet the right woman. And like, and I, I totally believe that God will, I'll totally have God's blessing on that. Um, the first time I went to a lesbian wedding, I was in college and it was at a, a gay affirming church. And like, I remember crying cause it just, the, the two women, um, when they got married to me, I could feel the presence of God in the church, right? The, the presence of love. So, um, so for me, like, yeah, like I, I get a lot of joy and happiness from my faith, which is why I personally still identify as a Christian, but also I'm super friendly to other faiths like Hinduism, Buddhism, etc. And, um, after my dad died, I actually kind of got into, not kind of, I did. <laughs> After my dad died, I also got into Hinduism and I got <clears throat> into Buddhism because I needed like a lot of feminine divinity in my life and Buddha, there's um, there's a lot of cool uh, goddesses in Hinduism and there's um, a really cool Buddhist goddess. Um, I'm blanking on her name, but I have her little statue. I have like a little altar. And in my altar, I have the Jesus stuff. Because I love Jesus, for sure. Me and Jesus are cool. (laughs) But I also have some Hinduism stuff and some Buddhism stuff because, I don't know, I I get a lot of peace out of positive expressions of religion and faith. So, but that is to say, so, um, okay, so I I see here I got 15 minutes left. Okay, so there's this, on YouTube, there's these advertisements for something called Pure Flix. And I think it's like a Christian version of Netflix and it doesn't look like it's my cup of tea because it's just not. But the point I want to make is somewhere between honk for Jesus, save your soul, which is like straight up, I feel like a critique of Christianity, like a comedic critique, but a critique. Somewhere between honk for Jesus, save my soul, which is like a critique. <clears throat> somewhere between that and pure flakes, which is doesn't seem like it's my cup of tea either. It's like... um you know, it's like, it's like Christian Netflix, but it seems like, I say this with love, it seems like a smidgen cheesy, but I don't want to shit on things, so there's people out there who love Pure Flix, is what it's called, like, God bless you, I think that's awesome, but to me, somewhere between Honk for Jesus and Pure Flix, there has to be a happy medium that kind of uh, explains or shows, like, you know, like, the positive aspects of going to church, like, or, or have not not just church not just christianity but like you know there, there's judaism but 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 somewhere I, I would love to see something in pop culture that shows a positive depiction of uh expressing your faith and spirituality because like i i get a lot of um a lot of inner bliss from listening to gospel music and i'm very happy happily gay well for the most part, <laughs> I'm very, for the most part, you know, happy to be gay. It's nice being attracted to women. Yes, I just found out that my celebrity crush is seeing someone. Um, no, did I have any chance of meeting them or going on a date with them? No, they're a perfect stranger to me. <laughs> but I was disappointed. But also, I'm happy for my celebrity crush. Because also, who am I kidding? So, <laughs> you know, and then I, I had two different women, like, approach me. Uh, one woman approached me, was hollering at me, I believe, two weeks ago. And another woman was hollering at me a week ago. But it, it just wouldn't be a good fit um, for a lot of reasons. So I guess I have options, which is super flattering. So I guess for the record, yes, 
<laughs> being attracted to women is awesome and being gay is awesome and I'm lucky to live in San Francisco and et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know. But okay, my point is like, yes, so, you know, overall I know that being gay is a blessing, et cetera. Just not the homophobia. That part sucks. But uh yes, yeah, so the point I'm trying to make is somewhere between Hawk for Jesus and Pure Flicks, I'd love to see a positive depic- depiction in pop culture. Like, you know, the positive aspects of uh, some kind of religious spiritual uh, practice. Because I, I think, I think, um, I think there's, you know, the, I think the secret to life, <coughs> there's a lot of things that are the secret to life, for sure, like a good cup of coffee, a really good book. But I also think like positive expressions of religion and spirituality can be really good for your soul. That's just my personal opinion. Um. And you know that's not religion specific. You can pick which, you can you can pick whatever religion spiritual practice you'd like. It could even just be hiking and and just being one with nature. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of feel like yeah, like I think if LGBTQ people do want to nurture their souls somewhere, they should have they should be able to have a place so that where they can go. And 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 in San Francisco, they do have. There's tons of places you can go because there's so many gay affirming. Um, uh, religious places or spiritual places in the Bay Area, but um, yeah, like, uh, but I, I'd love to see like a positive depiction of LGBTQ people uh, practicing their spiritual faith and religion. In my opinion, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's on Peacock. I recommend it. If the Academy is listening, yeah, Regina Hall, I'm glad I'm not the only person saying this. Regina Hall should totally be nominated for an Oscar. Like, her performance is profound. It's profound. And she's, she's like, she reminded me of my mom. She's just representing a lot of women who bear the burden of carrying, like, egotistical men. Because, you know, some ministers are kind of egotistical. Not all, you know what I'm saying? So... Oh, yeah, and also, like, a show that shows a minister being, like, a good person. (laughs) But, yeah, there's also hypocritical ministers who are a-holes and all that kind of stuff. So, for sure. So, okay. Yeah, Honk for Jesus, Save for Soul. It's a really good movie. I totally recommend it. Okay, so on my blog, I I do quote cards for fun. So, I wrote uh, four quote cards. You know, I don't know how profound these are, but, uh, uh, yeah, okay. So the first quote, uh, you know, uh, that I wrote, it says, do good in the world. Like, for sure, like, no matter who you are, whatever your sexual orientation, whoever you are, whatever your faith, like, just do as much good in the world as you can because the world needs it. Um, Okay, my second quote that I wrote, be good in the world. Yeah, like, do good and be good. Just, Just exemplify, like, love as much as you can because we need it. The world really needs it regardless of religion or sexual orientation. Okay, then I said, be authentic, it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. Like, I do feel bad for Sterling K. Brown's character, Lee Curtis. Like, <clears throat> and he's making so much money off this version of Christianity. So I get it. Like, all that monetary validation, like, is kind of telling him, oh, he's doing the right thing. But and he would lose his income if he just came out, I would think. Like I don't know what his job skills are. That's the other thing about ministers, like what are their job skills outside of being a minister? And um 
but it's awesome. Like when ministers are cool, I just have a weird relationship with it because my dad was a minister. Um, the last quote is, uh, uh, yeah, be yourself. It's worth it. Um, yeah, I've been feeling sad lately, um, for various reasons and I'm doing great and life is awesome. But yeah, I mean, I have, I would, I do think being yourself is important and I like being myself. I would just like my ship to come in. <laughs> it hasn't come in yet in a lot of ways and I'd like it to come in. But I also know all the personal development stuff that I can do to feel happy. Um, and, uh, and I'm gonna keep following my dreams. But yeah, I think this, 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 uh, this movie, it's very well done. It's quite the think piece. Like it's gonna bring up stuff if you grew up going to church. <coughs> so I think it's a great movie. Um, uh, Regina Hall is great. Sterling K. Brown is great. It's on, uh, Peacock. So I totally recommend Honk for Jesus. Save your soul. Great movie. Oh, and like I said, Regina Hosh, I think should totally, be, should totally at least be nominated for an Oscar. Like, totally. She, she's fantastic in this. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so I'm an indie filmmaker. You can totally go to my website, juliekerrstudios.com, J-U-L-I-E-K-E-R-R studios.com. Uh, you can go there. You can join my email list. You can check out my movie. I made a 90-minute a, a uh, comedy. It's super funny. I, I've been told it's really good, so you can totally check it out there. Um, and yeah, like it's a, uh, yeah, just keep being awesome. Uh, and I totally recommend uh, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Uh, okay, thanks so much for listening. I hope you all have the great day, uh, great day, night. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, what can I leave you with? I'll just leave you with like, I, I do think it's worth, like I said, it is worth it to live an authentic existence, to follow your dreams. I, I, I think it's totally worth it. And as far as like bliss, I feel a lot of bliss when I pray and I feel a lot of bliss when I write and when I'm doing the filmmaking thing. So um, I, I think it's totally worth it to to go for it and, and be yourself. So, <clears throat> okay. So I totally recommend this movie. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get lots of rest this weekend because you can hear I'm I, I have a cold. All right, thanks so much for listening. I'm Julie Kerr. Uh, friends and family, I love you with all my heart, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.